We're about to go a hard 90 with Spencer talk all things about the Major League Baseball playoff hunt. The sprint for October. There's two weeks to go. Incredible baseball. It could have been very easy, and I think a lot of us did. We're pumped football's back. We kind of lost sight of the Major League Baseball. But uh, we're going to kind of focus you back in, kind of get you zoned in. Two weeks to go. Time to kind of get yourself really, really kind of revved up and ready for what for what this uh, sprint has to offer here in the Major League Baseball season. You know, um, very intriguing. A lot to be still settled in both the AL and the NL in terms of the playoff pitcher. You know, a one versus eight. Uh, four, five, three, six, two, seven matchups are a little different than what we're used to in baseball. And the weekend series, you know, everybody is essentially going to get a little taste of what the wild card's like. So we're super excited here uh, to talk about it with you on the porch. So if it's in the morning, grab that coffee. You know how we do it. Phil Stallings it's an open week. You know, Wingfoot, we're going to get into that a little later on in the week, by the way. Uh, for sure, the golf nerds will unite. But if uh, grab that coffee, keep it Phil style. And if it's in the evening, grab the drink. We're talking MLB playoffs with Spencer coming up on the porch. What's going on there, brother? Not too much. What's up with you, brother? Two weeks to go, man. Two weeks to go. I know. We're in the last little sprint here. Ah, it's crazy. But, like, you know, you're sitting there and you look at certain teams, and, you know, the Cubs have, like, 12 games left. Um, but the Cardinals still have 20. So, it's like, you know, some of these teams are really going to be making it up here two weeks. If a team gets hot, it's really going to change the trajectory of uh, the playoff pitcher. And uh, if others get cold, it could do the same. So, um you know, Spencer, let's go ahead and start it off, man. Well, big things from the weekend. Obviously, the NFL is back, and I think me and you are going to get into that a little bit later. But let's let's keep it on uh, baseball now. Um, was there anything that you took away that was like, man, that's the best thing I saw this weekend? Um, just just kind of, you know, you and I had been a little uh, a little hesitant to 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 anoint the uh, the Marlins as a real team, but I tell you what, man, they keep hanging in, and and they're they're up on the Phillies. Uh, they win they win today they're uh they're in second place in that division so uh, i think my takeaway from the weekend is the marlins are for real and they might very well get the last playoff spot oh yeah i mean it, you know even i'd even say spencer just looking at the at the way that's kind of looking in the nl and in the nl east in particular even if they don't win the uh the second seed you know if they don't hold off the phillies i think tomorrow in very, very good position to be at least a seven or the eight seed, like you were just saying. I mean, I, I don't see any way at this point that they're not going to be involved in the postseason unless they just absolutely fall off a cliff, which is always possible. Right. Well, I mean, you have the, the Giants competing for the seven, eight. Um, actually, surprisingly, the Mets aren't that far back. Um, but I think right now it's it's Diamondbacks and Marlins, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I'm sorry. It's the Giants and Marlins, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, hey, the D-backs are just literally fighting fighting off my Pirates for last place. Yeah, they're pretty Somehow. bad. I, I, I think they'll hold on. I mean, they technically have a uh, two-game lead right now um, and point thirty six percentage points on the Buccos for last place as D-backs do. No, but I mean, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, I think that – I mean, is there a team that you – Um, I mean, I, I, I look at it and say, I mean, there is only – 
maybe I think the Brewers and you know what I'm not gonna I am officially I know I told you this weekend you know that I thought the Reds were done but I'm gonna hold off I'm gonna hold off even if the fan base in Cincinnati thinks they're done they're literally only two games behind the Giants for the for that eight seed and unfortunately and I hate to say this they're getting ready to play my Buckos for about four games yeah that's so a, that's, a, that's a nice that's a nice get right series. I mean, but you know what, though? The, I mean, I'll say this. In series in the past between the Buccos and the Reds this season, Pirates actually, I believe, have the season series right now currently on Cincinnati. So, yeah, I mean, honest, yeah. Honestly, I think they're going to continue to split. Uh, Sonny Gray's done for a while. He just, he just got put on the IL, which is huge for them. So, um, he's actually been struggling lately. It could be due to injury. But you got Bauer going today. I look for him to shut down the Pirates. Uh, maybe the Pirates pull out game two today in the doubleheader, but I look for Bauer to shut them down. Um, yeah, well, I mean, honestly, you know, Spencer, I, t- I tell you what, w- w- talking about that, you know, this double dip that's going to happen here in uh, Cincinnati between the Buckos and Reds. Ponce, the guy who's starting for the Buckos, has been very good in doubleheader action this year. But Bauer only having to throw seven. Uh, if they give him any run support at all, I think that's a win. Although, Bauer did lose in a doubleheader start to the Pirates already this season. So, possibility and then you've got two pitchers that are kind of returning uh mitch keller finally coming back and making his day uh, making his third start of the season he hasn't pitched since literally the second week of the season versus de sclafani who has been up and down and has also been a little injury prone this season so you know interesting matchup there as the reds continue to hold on to those slim postseason opportunity and chances uh, I, right now. I would, I would actually label De Scalfani as, as been bad this year. I think uh, I was looking earlier, his ERA is at six or seven. I mean, he's he's been bad. 7.2, uh, Spencer. 7.2. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's been bad. So uh, the Pirates probably have an advantage in game two with him, but, you know, Bauer, damn. Um, 1.7 yeah. ERA. He's pitched very well this year in game one. I mean, man, in his in his quote that he, that he brought up about the Cubbies, he said, man, well, they were – I got to give it to him. They were chirping a whole lot after I shoved it up their ass for seven and two-thirds. I mean, that was a classic. I absolutely loved that quote from Trevor Bauer. And he's right. Cubs are a chirpy team. And, um, and you know, that was the kind of the moment when I thought, man, the Reds might finally, finally be kind of starting to show some promise and getting out of this thing a little bit. And then they went right back to what they've been all year. Yeah, I think they're just they're just that team. They're just they're they're bound to disappoint. Um, they ne- they have they don't have any winners on the roster. Um, they just you know they just kind of flounder. And, and you know they might try to sneak in that eight spot. They're not taking the two spot from the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to be hovering around five hundred all year. They would be better, in my opinion, if they didn't have to play so many damn double headers. <laughs> it's true, but but then again, that might be benefiting them too, Spencer. I don't. I don't think so. Because you have you seen how many guys they run out there for their major league debut? They're pulling. They're pulling guys that shouldn't even be above Double A, and they're running them out for a start every day because they have. To, they have to because they 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 have to fill a roster. Man, you can't play fifty games in forty days or whatever. It's incredible. But I'll tell you this: that's the one team that can get away with it. Yeah, and well, it's I mean, not even because the prospects are good. It's just the way the Cardinals are. Right. It's just how it works. They just have this ability about them to find ways to win and. Um, it's wild. Also, you know, big takeaway from the weekend, I, I looked at it, and it kind of gets literally buried. Um, I think it was like 45 minutes into Van Pelt's sports center. But the no-no thrown by Alec Mills, is he a potential guy that in the postseason the Cubs could, could hang their hat on now uh, behind Darvish, Lester? I mean, they still need a little help in that rotation. 
Um, is Alec Mills a guy now that you say, okay, well, we feel comfortable giving him the ball in game two or game three of a uh, of a weekend best of three playoff series? No, I think that was just a product of playing a bad offense in the Brewers. Alec Mills, I mean, he had a five five something ERA going into the game. He's he doesn't pitch deep into games usually, and he's very hittable. He doesn't strike guys out. Um, he averages, right. he averages like five or six Ks per nine. He's not a strikeout guy. So, um, and he only got five yesterday, and he only had five swings and misses, uh, the least in a no hitter since Dallas Braden back in the day. And and we all know, I mean, as much as I love Dallas Braden as an announcer and what he does with his work with the A's and on Barstool. You know, he didn't necessarily have the greatest major league career, right? And it's this, and it's the same thing with Mills. I mean, he's the same type of pitcher. Honestly, he's a he's in the mode of the Hendricks, only he doesn't have quite the track record yet. In that, he doesn't strike guys out, he doesn't throw hard, he doesn't have devastating stuff. But you know, he pounds the zone. So uh, I mean, he pitches the Spencer. Contest. You know, it's funny. I literally am naming Cubs playoff starters, and I forget their best. Well, I mean, I guess you could say Darvish one, but then Hendricks is two, obviously. Yeah. And I forget about him because, like you said, he can't break can't break a pane of glass with his fastball, but yet he always sort of strikes and that changeup is incredible. So I, I, I mean, are we, are we, are we going to go ahead and say now the Cubs with 12 games to go up four on the Cardinals, are we locking them in to the, uh, to the central title? Are you locking them in yet? Yeah, I'm ready to lock them in just because the cards, man, like I said, they're playing so many games. It's just they, they split them all. It's just like it, they're they're fatigued running new guys in and out of the lineup every day, especially in the rotation. I mean, they're going to continue. I think they're going to hover around 500. So the the Cubs, I mean, I think they're locked in. Yeah. So the Cubs. So essentially, in your your mind, the Cubs probably need to win three more games, and then they've assured themselves of of a postseason berth. The way you're the way you're viewing the Cardinals. The uh, only thing that I say, though, with the Cubbies, though, oh, go ahead, Spencer. Yeah, if, if you say they have 12 <coughs> games left, if they have 12 games, I'd feel more comfortable they win five, four or five of them, you know. But, yeah, I, I think they're pretty well locked in. Here's the thing, okay. They had 12 games remaining, right, with the 28-20 and 20 record. They will be playing the NL – they will not be playing the NL Central in eight of those 12 games. They are getting ready to play the upper – echelon of baseball in the AL Central with the tw- with the Indians for two, mm-hmm. the, the Twins for three, and the, they end the season with three games with the White Sox. Now, in between there, they've got a four-game trip to Pittsburgh, which who knows how that could go down. Now, that could be very interesting. The Pirates, you know, could be playing inspired ball like <laughs> last time against them and, you know, maybe split. But I find it interesting that, I mean, other than those four <laughs> games, they're going to have to play some good some good teams at least pitching-wise. Now, maybe Cleveland doesn't have the bats to maybe win those games, uh, especially in Wrigley starting tomorrow. But – and I think they've avoided facing Bieber in that series too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so, the Cubs are 2-0 and against the Indians this year, and they destroyed the Indians pitching staff when they played. Um, and, and right now, the Indians are in a major slump. You know, they can't – they couldn't score runs there for, you know, a seven or eight-game stretch, and then they finally started scoring runs, and the rotation blew up. So the Indians are just a mess right now. So it's the best possible time for the Cubs to be playing the Indians. Um, it's only two games. Yeah, two. And, the, but, and they're going to face Carrasco and Savali too, buddy. So, I mean, they, they even avoid facing Plesak. They avoid facing Bieber. I mean, that's that's a big benefit to the Cubs. Right. And so, I mean, I look for them to win at least one of those, if not both, especially with the, what the slump right. the, the Indians are in. And then you know, and the fact that they're going to get Darvish and Lester going out there in those other two games Lester, regardless of what the statistics tell you this year, he still gives him an opportunity to win every time he takes the base. Absolutely. He's just a veteran guy that knows how to win. He's been deep in the playoffs before. I mean, you, you want that type of guy in your staff at this point in the season. Absolutely. But, I mean, but and so, you, yeah. were, you, you're a little uh, 
split with the with the Pirates now. I, I don't know about that one. I think what are the what are the Cubs like six hey. and one against the Pirates this year so far? You know what? I don't think it's. I don't think there's. Yeah, I think they are. No, they're five and one. Okay. I think they're five. And okay. So, but even if they do, and then they've got these four games left. Yeah. So, I mean, it, even if they take two, I mean, they take one from the Indians. There's your three wins. Uh, they're going to find another way to win one or two more. So, yeah, I think they're pretty well locked into that central crown. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals would absolutely have to play lights out, amazing baseball, and like you said, I mean, they're going to face a lot of double headers um, coming down the stretch. And I'm actually going to look head up right now because I I find that interesting. You know, one team's got 12 games. The Cardinals are sitting here with 20 games left to go. And how many of these games are going to be doubleheaders coming down the stretch? I mean, and essentially, the Cardinals, if they play this right, could have Wainwright and Flaherty go, you know, a couple times in seven inning games and not even have to involve a bullpen, use a bullpen game. I mean, so the Cardinals have a doubleheader today. Yeah. They're going to play a regular game tomorrow, a doubleheader against the Brewers on Wednesday. They're going to have a doubleheader Friday against the Pirates in Pittsburgh, and they're also they're going to play the Pirates for five more games here. By the way, um, starting Thursday through through Sunday, and then their final doubleheader of the year will be on the following Friday, the twenty fifth of September, um, as they face the Brewers. So they still have three doubleheaders with the Brewers left, and one with the Pirates, um, and then you get three games with the Royals, which when they're not playing the Pirates this weekend, and probably maybe the Twins, they seem to have their number two. They're not ex- extremely great team, so they probably should do pretty well. There. Well, they're they're incredibly hot. They took uh, three in a row from the Indians, and then they come into the Pirates. What did they take three out? Did they take three or four from the Pirates? Oh, they, they won all three. Yeah, so, yeah. so they're and, – And going away, well, yeah. They're on six, on six game winning streak now. I mean, they're hot, man. They're hot. Yep. Hey, they're only a game behind, the, uh, behind your Tigers now, which have lost three in a row. And fading fast out of that uh, AL playoff pitch. Yeah, it's uh, it's, we're starting to see some clarity. Uh, you see, the Indians are clearly the third best team. The White Sox and the t- Twins are going to duel it out for top spot, I think. Uh, yeah. And then, but hey, but you know what, this Spencer, in the same time though, man. I mean, if we if we go over and I, I, I wanted to finish one other quick thing on thought on the NL Central, then I think we should hop over to the AL Central. The Pirates are getting close to locking up that number one pick. Yeah. And you know who that number one pick is going to be this year. Our boy Kumar Rocker, the guy who was absolutely sensational in the college um, college tournament last year, leading Vanderbilt into the College World Series. I would love to see the Pirates take him number one. Well, I mean, hey, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. The Red Sox are very much in that continue, you know, conversation as well. They still got some games with the. I mean, I know they took the series against the Rays, but I mean, they still got some. They still got a lot of tough games. I mean, the Red Sox are seventeen and thirty-one. The D-backs are 17 and 31. The Texas Rangers are 17 and 30. The Pirates are 14 and 30. So the Pirates have played less games than these other teams that are right now above or, um, you know, ahead of them, but would not get that number one pick like the Pirates would right now. Yeah, but the Pirates also have very winnable games. You know, you play in the Reds, not a good team. You're playing probably the Brewers a couple of times, not, you know, it's a very winnable series. Um, and honestly, the last series of the season, Indians against uh, against the Pirates. The, Pirates. the way the Indians are playing right now, the Pirates are going to have a shot in a couple of those games. So, um, I mean, the Pirates might just win enough down the stretch to knock themselves out of that first pick. I know. I know. And, and if, if so, I hope there's some sensational high school shortstop that the Red Sox can't can't get enough of and they take it. <laughs> so. We'll see. But at the same, but at the same time, the Pirates are going to have to play the Cardinals five games, and they're and they're trying to you know really make that mad dash to kind of solidify themselves for the playoffs. 
The games with the Reds out of desperation, these next four here are going to be real interesting. The Cubs, what are they trying to play for in the Indians? So, yeah, I mean, I'll say this about the Pirates too, Spencer. Before this past weekend against the Royals, I was actually very happy with the way the team had been playing of late. And um, I guess when football was on Saturday and Sunday and I wasn't paying attention, the Buckers went to sleep as well and uh, got beat by a combined 4-18, to 18, including an 11-0 drubbing yep. on Sunday. Yep. Well, I mean, that's just a yeah. product of the, tw- the the Royals got hot. I mean, they went out and waxed the, tw- the Indians as well. I mean, they just got hot and they've got incredible pitching lately. And that staff is going to be really good next year and the year after. You, I mean, you got some guys who are going to go out for – really young guys that are going to go out for years to come and pitch well. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City, they've, they've shown some signs of promise this year for sure. Um, but I, like we said, let's, let's get over to that AL Central while we're talking about the Royals anyway. I mean, they're a game back in the hell from not being in last place. Um, and them and the Tigers are duking that out. And that division looks better as the whole. I mean, who knows? You know, the, the two more, the two of the pr- more promising teams in the future uh, in Detroit and Kansas City, you know, they've used the 60 games to their advantage this year for sure. And I'm excited to see, you know, Mize and Scooball coming forward for the Tigers with, you know, Reyes and, and some of the other young players that they've that they've seen to, to um, kind of jump on the scene this year. And then the Royals, I mean, like you said, I love the young pitching they have. Uh, but let's, you know, Spencer, if you had, you know, give me some thoughts on those bottom two teams. But, I mean, obviously I think the main thing we want to look at is the White Sox, the Twins, and now the Indians, which you kind of said, hey, they're the third place team in your mind. Yeah, I mean, the offensive struggles you knew eventually were going to catch up to them. Uh, but you didn't expect it. I mean, you've lost six straight too, and that's that's tough. Yeah, and you you didn't expect the problem is you expected the offensive you know output to be low for a long time, but you didn't expect the pitching to blow up, which is really hurt. I mean, and it's not just been the rotation; it's been the bullpen as well. Um, so they're they're really having a tough time putting it all together now. Uh, so I, yeah, I think they've kind of separated themselves as the third team, and, and kind of leaving the White Sox and the Twins to duke it out for the number one. I mean, and you know, talking about the future, I mean. The Indians' future is is very murky, I would say. Yes. The White Sox future is very bright. Yep. Though. I mean, the White Sox. This this is kind of it was the the beginning of the end or the beginning of like whoa, what's going to happen here? I will say this for the Indians, though, Spencer, coming down the stretch, they get these two games with the Cubs. Let's say you split those somehow, then you find a way to beat the Tigers as they're struggling. Yeah. The White Sox series would be huge, and then you finish with the Pirates. So I'm not relegating the Twins, or I'm not relegating the Indians yet behind the Twins. And the White Sox because it's only, you know, four and a half and and uh, and you know and three and a half behind the Twins for that second place seed, but the the schedule would definitely help them. But I think in the end you, you probably are correct in the fact that, that offense has been so bad. But then again, things will normalize. I mean, do you think they're going to continue to lose and, and lose these two to the Cubs, lose eight straight? You know, I mean, it's possible, I guess. But eventually, you think the Indians and the Tribe are going to kind of get back on track and they're going to get that vibe, and they're going to, you know, score some runs and feel a little bit better about themselves, maybe capitalizing some of the good pitching if it stabilizes back to where it has been before these last six games. Yeah, I mean, I mean, anything's possible, and believe me, I would love to be there with you because I have a, a sizable bet on the uh, Indians over 32-and-a-half, which looked incredible Ooh. a week ago, but not so much now. So, uh, believe me, I would love to, I would mm, love to yeah. be there with you, but watching mm. all these Indian games that I have, it's just, man, it's, it's hard to watch them. They're taking bat at bats, and, you know, the, and then the pitchers are just leaving, leaving meatballs across, right across the middle of the heart of the plate, and, you know, and getting 
take it deep. I mean, you need a stabilization of a six and seven here from the Indians down the stretch to hit that bet. Yeah, and, and but yeah, man, it's it's not looking good because you know a week ago, look at look at the record they needed to get there. Now look at what they need to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not been a good week, but hey, man, it, it's baseball, and, and 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 we always have these valleys in the season. Granted. You know, it's not in a sixty-game sprint. Your game in your game forty-seven through forty-one, and you haven't found a way to get a win. That's like if you're, you know, this time. Normally, if you're, you know, starting August into September and you're not getting wins, which is we are now at the beginning, middle of September, so the, it still kind of applies the same way. Not a good time for the Indians bats to be getting, you know, not not really doing as much. I mean, I saw some of those games there that they were losing to the Royals. I mean, they lost, you know. Didn't, they weren't putting up runs, and then you have a freaking ball hit on the outfield, and the guy it literally hits like a wedge shot at the U.S. Open and <laughs> spins off behind Naquin and or excuse me, not not uh, or Naylor, and ends up giving you know two more runs to the Royals and kind of solidifies that game for him there. Uh, I believe it was Wednesday night that they they lost that game three to nothing. Uh, I mean, but tough tough go at it here right now. But I mean, I guess Spencer, since we kind of talked about the tribe enough now. Do we? Who do you? Who do you think is going to win this division and take the crown in the NL in the AL Central? Are we going with the Twins, who are right now a game behind, or the White Sox, who have been kind of the that team that, wow, they've been fun to watch this year, and I think a surprise for a lot of people. Yeah, you, what I I didn't realize this until just yesterday after the Rays lost, but the White Sox actually have the best record in the AL right now. They're actually the number one. Yes, team, they do. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't looked at their schedules going forward. It's going to be tough. Um, they're both really good teams. I, they both don't have the best rotations, but they both can mash. So they're both exciting to watch. You know, that makes for the best. I'll, I'll tell you this, Spencer, though. I'll tell you this about the White Sox rotation. It's a lot better than you think it is. Um, it's not the name. It's not the names that you typically, you know, go, oh, man, that's great. But, I mean, you have a guy like Keiko who's pretty good. you got Giolito who's, Obviously has amazing stuff. Dylan Cease is pretty good. That rotation for the White Sox is is much better than I think nationally gets credit for because they they hit the ball so well. People don't really talk about that pitching rotation. Well, it's I mean it's the, the Giolito has been good absolutely, but he still I mean I don't know he still gives up runs unlike you expect from an ace. Like he doesn't he doesn't go out like Bieber and dominate. You shut you down to one one or two hits and no runs. He's not that type of guy. He's going to give up three or four. Uh, and, you know, Keiko, he struggles through five. That, that guy's errant. He has trouble throwing strikes, so he gets into a lot of trouble, which, you know, you, that, that's okay against the Tigers and the Royals, you know, early in the season. But you get to the playoffs, that's not as, you know, sustainable. And Cease, you know, I'm, I'm not a Cease believer. He's, he struggled against your uh, bad Pirates the other day. And, you know, he's, just, he, he, he's, a, he's a five that's in the three hole because the rotation isn't great. But I'll tell you what, though, if you watch Cease pitch, he has very good stuff. Um, very, very good stuff. But, I mean, and, and now, Spencer, going down the stretch here, the White Sox and Twins, obviously starting this mega series tonight yeah. for four games, um, going to be huge, going to be, I think, the, the series that decides it probably in the end. But then they have three with the Reds, four with the Indians, and three with the Cubs. So it's not necessarily a, a, a very um, comfortable uh, home stretch there for the White Sox right. in particular. Uh, coming down the stretch and then if you go over here and you look at the twins so obviously they have the four games coming up here with you know with the White Sox and and, I mean this is obviously going to decide because if the White Sox win you know three of these four games and they're up four games well then what I mean they can literally kind of coast in down the stretch 
But they are um, the Twins then have the Cubs for three, two with the Tigers and three with the Reds. So less games to go as well for the Twins um, than the White Sox. You know, two less games to play, which could not end up being a benefit to them because the White Sox have two more opportunities to win games. Yeah. But- Granted, they have two more opportunities to lose games, but the way they're playing, do we think that's going to happen? Yeah, well, I mean, with the twin schedule, it's obviously easier, you know. Um, so, man, it's going to be tough. If, if, that, if they split this series like I expect it to happen, you know, two to two, uh, we're gonna, we're in for a hell of a finish. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, if, if the Whites all come out and take three or four, then you, you can pretty much wrap that up and put them as the one and the Twins as the two. So here's tonight's game. Game one here, Twins, White Sox. You have Jose Barreras. Yep. Four and three with a four four ERA. And Dylan Cease, five and two with a three point three three ERA. So I mean, potential for some offense tonight, but also guys with good stuff that maybe don't always pitch to the top of their capability. Right. Um game two, you have Randy Dobnak, who that guy pitches to the top of his capability without question. Above his capability. Six and three with a three point six one ERA. I mean, he's a walk on who pitched at Alderson Broadus here in the Mountain State, drove Ubers, make sure he gets to watch Gregory Polanco, <laughs> literally drove to Myrtle Beach into a bar that would have the Pirates so he could watch Polanco back in the day. He was, he was that big of a Pirates fan. And, and now you look at him, you know, starting for the Twins in, in a crucial season for them. And he's had a great year facing Dane Dunning for the White Sox, who's a young kid who made his debut against Mize, has been pretty good. Um, in you know, a kid out of Florida, one and zero with a two point seven ERA. So I mean, game two, that you had two kind of pitchers that one is both are young, one is uh, you know, a little a little more green than Dobnak, but probably has better stuff than Dobnak. So I mean, man, that's going to be exciting game two. Yeah, Dob Dobnak is man. That dude is the personification of pitching above your capabilities. He is not a swing and miss guy. Oh, yeah. He's not a strikeout guy. But he and he doesn't throw hard. But he goes out there and he dominates. I, you know, he's he's a guy that just knows how to pound the zone and 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 can make good pitches. Yeah, and and so a little gamesmanship between the two clubs there for games three and game four. In game three on Wednesday night, the uh, the. The White Sox have had Giolito as their starter, no starter for the Twins. And in game four on Thursday, the Twins have my Ada scheduled to start. Yep. And the White Sox don't have anybody scheduled to start. So very, very interesting. I mean, you don't know who the other teams are facing, you know, who they're pitching. But, I mean, personally, if I'm a White Sox fan, I'm happy when Giolito goes to the mound. And if I'm a Twins fan – I'm probably pretty feel pretty confident in Kenta Maeda going. So right. maybe the back two games there you split, and then it really depends on what happens in these first two games of the series. And, man, I'll tell you what, Spencer, I have a weird feeling that the White Sox might take three out of four in this series. You think so? I think they've just been playing so hot right now, and they've got a lot of confidence. And I, I just – I like the Twins, don't get me wrong, but I think the White Sox are a little bit hungrier than Minnesota right now. Yeah, but you know who also is hot? The Minnesota Twins. They just went in and took a series from the oh, they Indians, are. and they scored a bunch of runs against that Indian staff, which yeah. was a good staff. Absolutely. So, I mean, they're hot as well. So, that's that's why this Hey, is- I mean, both – I mean, heck, that whole division, I mean, other than the, the Indians losing six straight, I mean, and the Tigers losing three, I mean, White, White Sox four in a row, Twins with a sweep this weekend of the Indians, and then the, the Royals have won six straight. So, I mean, th- that's central. They're playing hot right now. Um and everyone's kind of getting after it. Now, Spencer, let's let's move on to the West and the AL because, um, you know, uh, I think it's an interesting thing to look at. Are you going to go ahead now today and say, 
the Oakland Athletics are winning that division. They're up six and a half games on Houston. Houston's below 500. Are you ready to say that the Oakland A's are in the playoffs? Oh, absolutely. They're getting that one seed. That division is such trash. I mean, just a bunch of garbage. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're going to win. That. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're just, there's the bad division. Uh, the, of course the, the Astros, unfortunately, are still going to make the playoffs even at an under 500 record. Well, you know what though? I'm, I'm going to say this Spencer, watch out for the Seattle Mariners. They are a game and a half behind the Astros right now as we, as we interplay today. And I, I just, I'm not saying it's, it's a done deal, but I think, I think Seattle Playing with some fire, probably playing with a lot of emotion. They could maybe give Houston a little bit of a run for their money here the next uh, two weeks. Yeah, the problem is the uh, the Mariners still have several, several games left against tough opponents. And they start, uh, I believe, a four-game series with a doubleheader today against the Ast- against the Athletics. So, you know, they're, man, they're, yeah. they're up against it. They got a really tough schedule coming up. So, they're going to drop some games. The Astros are going to have to right themselves a little bit. I think they can play around 500 ball the rest of the yeah. season and still make it in. I think I think you're right on that. I think if Houston gets gets themselves right at 30 wins, at, you know, going seven and six the next 13 for them, I think they would probably end up making it into the postseason. Um, can't sit here for 100 percent and say that, but I think you're probably right about that um, out there in the AL West. I mean, and you know, Oakland. I don't know. If, I mean, I'll tell you what, though. You know, we kind of and we can kind of gloss over. It, I guess real quickly look at the way the the, the East sets up there. I mean. Tampa's up three and a half on the on the Jays, four up on the Yankees. I, I mean, comfortably could sit there and say, I think Tampa is in very good position to take home that take home that crown with thirteen games to go. Yeah, the only thing that concerns me is their offense has been scuffling a lot lately. The last ten games or so, they you know they had one big mm-hmm. one big output against the Red Sox, and other than that, they're really not scoring more than four or five runs a game, which is slightly concerning. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're five and five, you know, in their last in their last ten. Yeah. Which the Yankees are five and five in their last ten, but the Yankees have won five in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I'm with you on that. I, I think that Tampa's probably going to be safe coming home, but at the same time, the Yankees are really catching fire, and the Blue Jays are, have been playing inspired baseball for a while now. Yeah. Um, you look at Tampa. You look at Tampa's close though, Spencer. Here, they have a bunch of games with the NL East, which I think really helps them. Two with the Nationals. Then they play five games with the Orioles over the weekend, including a doubleheader Thursday. They have three with the Mets and then three with the Phillies. I mean, I look at it and say there's really only one team that they're going to play that's going to be really, really um, also playing with a lot of emotion and a a lot to play for, and that's the Phillies. Because I think the Orioles have finally kind of gotten to that point where they, they're they sort of like, okay, we're out of this thing. Um, and, I, and I would say the same thing with the Nationals and probably the Mets as well. Maybe by the time they play them this time next week. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think that, that probably sets up very well for the Rays coming down the home stretch. Yeah, it does. Um, you're not facing any really great rotations there at all, you know, until you get to the Phillies. And even then, if you miss, uh, if you if you miss Nola or Wheeler or both, you're not facing a good rotation. So they should they should be able to get their offense right. Absolutely. Um, I, I still think they win the division for sure. And I think the Blue Jays and the Yankees are going to that's going to be you know a great race for the number two seed. But man, that T1 that T1 Walker trade for the Blue Jays has paid dividends already. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. He's been he's been outstanding. Yep. Now the Robbie Ray part of it maybe not as good no. quite yet, um, 
But then again, T. Ron Walker actually knows how to throw strikes, so that's a big change. Yep. Now, Spencer, let's 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 stick here and stick with the AL East and kind of more more or not the AL East, but the AL in general, right? So, like you said earlier, the White Sox are currently the number one seed, followed a half game by the behind are the Tampa Bay Rays, and then Oakland is literally only a game behind the White Sox. Those three teams, and then the Twins obviously are right there too. I think the Twins could obviously still maybe get that one seed as well, but. Do you want to be the three seed, though, right now? I think I personally would rather be the three than the one or the two because I don't want to face the Yankees or the Indians or the Jays. I want to face the Astros. Absolutely. Do you, I mean, I, but I mean, then again, you know these teams are not going to go in down the stretch not trying to win. But, I mean, I think the team that gets the three seed in the AL has a huge advantage over the teams that get the one and the two. Absolutely. I mean, it's, the Yankees, I mean, you don't worry about the rotation. It's it's he, if, if Stanton and Judge come back, the offense is already getting hot. But if Stanton and Judge come back, nobody wants to face that mm-hmm. offense. I mean, their, their rotation is not really good, so you don't worry about it from that aspect. But, yeah, I mean, you definitely don't want to play those teams versus a, a very weak Astros team with a bad rotation that struggles to score runs at times. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> i tell you what, though, you know <sighs> – I, I think the one thing that we probably know is going to be a for certain thing right now is that the Toronto Buffalo Blue Jays, the Buff Jays, are going to be the five seed in the AL, right? I mean, that seems pretty pretty locked in at this point. I guess then again, the Yankees could still could still come ahead of them, and then they're the five, and then the Jays are the seven, and then I might be a little more comfortable if I'm a two seed playing the Jays, but. I still, again, I think you'd rather play the Astros than either team in the AL right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only thing is I haven't checked the schedule to see how many games the Blue Jays have against the Yankees. Now, that, that really presents the only opportunity to me. Um, if the Yankees can take that series or you know sweep them or whatever, if they play again. Because we talked about it. Well, I think we talked about it last week, how somehow the, man, the Jays have managed to completely avoid Garrett Cole this year. Um, so he, he goes out and he dominates, you know, in a game one or game two of a four-game series, and they get their confidence back and they can go out and take that series. Then maybe the Yankees overtake them. But um, otherwise, yeah, I, I the, the Blue Jays are a very good team. I mean, and they're playing with a lot of confidence. The youth is kind of really serving itself well there. And I tell you what, they have been very just, – there's just something about them. Now, we have a series coming up starting Tuesday night – with the Yankees and the Jays for mm-hmm. three games um, in New York, um, and then then the Jays have a uh, a, a four game doubleheader weekend thing going on with the Phillies. Then they play the Yankees again for four games in Buffalo before the three games. Now the Jays obviously had the Yankees number there the last time they played, but do we think it's going to happen again? I mean, they, they beat them all three, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, but I think that's a little regression there. You know, the Yankees are, are just as good, if not a better team at full health. So, uh, and like I said, we've all, they've also completely managed to avoid Garrett Cole. Somehow they played, you know, every series they played, they managed to avoid him. So I can't imagine that he's going to, they're going to be able to avoid him again in both of these series. Um, but no, it's going to be a great finish. So what do you say? Seven games left against each other? Or is it six? Oh, seven yeah, games that, that left against each other. Yeah. The Yankees take five out of seven. That's yeah. Yeah. The, ne- the the next two the next two midweeks, Yankees Jays is kind of the headliner um, everywhere. I would say. Yeah. That's that's going to be really entertaining. I mean, to, to have those two teams right there battling it out, and then obviously, you know, 
the loser of that gets gets to probably face it off against the White Sox or or Tampa. I mean, that's that's not going to be fun. No, good luck with that. That's uh, that's definitely not an interview. By position. no, by no means, by yeah. no means. No, no, I mean, not at all. I, I I think in the end, though, you know, is there a team there that you look at, Spencer? And, and I think after this, we'll, we'll wrap it up here for the AL and kind of skew back over the NL. But is there a team that's most kind of when you look at them on paper, you say, man, I'm really that team is really dangerous and I would not want to play them if I'm one of these other AL well, yeah, clubs. I mean, there's, there's two teams to me. Uh, you can even throw in three, but the Twins, the Twins to me and the Blue Jays are the, you know, I'm sorry, the White Sox and the Blue Jays, to me, are the, you know, the greatest unknowns because of their offense. Yeah, I, their, their rotation isn't the greatest, but they just, they score runs, and it's a bunch of young guys that can hit, and I love that. Um, so I, I would say those are the two teams you would want to avoid more than anybody. And then also you've got the Rays just because of a great rotation, uh, and they just, they just win. They know how to win. They don't have a high payroll, a bunch of unheralded guys, and they win. I'll tell you what, I don't feel like I have any, like a, a really, I don't want to say a beat on it, but I don't, I don't have a team in there other than the Astros that I say, you know what, I don't, I could not see them making a run. I think the Jays might be a little, maybe a little ahead of schedule. So maybe to expect them to win three right. straight series would probably be pretty tough. But I think other than that, I mean, I, you know, I could see in a scenario that Cleveland got hot and with Bieber pitching, you know, maybe two games in a series, they could find a way to to win if they get past that opening weekend. So uh, those are probably the two teams for me. And then again, even when you look at the Astros, the, do they get Verlander back? If they do, I don't think they're going to, but if they do, then you get Verlander and, and Grinky, and, and maybe then they can figure out something, you know, to kind of make their way, you know, into, deeper into October. Um, so, Spencer, you know, we, we like we said, we've talked enough about the, uh, about the AL, I think, you know, um, NL-wise. Where do you look at and say, hey, man, that's the dangerous team that I don't want to play in the NL coming down the home stretch? I mean, the East is still very, very murky. We don't know what's going to happen there. A lot of teams are really battling it out. We already kind of told, talked about the Central. And then the West, obviously, it's the Dodgers and the Padres, and then those other teams are – Trying well, you to know, I'm going to go off script with this one and say the Braves, just because with the emergence of Ian Anderson and Max Fried, that's a great one-two punch. I mean, I did not expect this much from Anderson this fast, and, and you know, Freed's got a 1.9 ERA, um, so that's a great one-two punch. If you can find a three, even an opener in a, you know, short series, that's a, that's a formidable rotation, plus that team scores massive amounts of runs. I saw a stat last week. They had scored the second most runs in the NL, and they were just a few runs behind the Padres, the Padres had played three more games. So a per game basis, the Braves score more runs than anybody right. in the NL. So nobody wants to go up against that team, especially if you've got a one-two rotation that good. Plus, you may be getting a Cole Hamels back, which, you know, it could be up in the air. He's trying to come back. He's throwing simulated games now. Uh, but if he comes back and pitches the way he can, that's that's a good rotation. I mean, offensively, I think you're correct in, in saying that the Braves probably are the most kind of the team that, that you fear the most in the NL. Um, I mean, obviously the Dodgers lineup is great too in the Padres. I think the two teams out West are the two teams that I look at and say, I don't want to play them at all. Um, and I'll tell you what, Spencer, and I know, you know, this is, I think everyone kind of had already, had already 
penciled in the Dodgers as the one seed overall and has the West champion. But don't look now, but the Padres are two and a half games back currently at the moment and, uh, and, and playing with a ton of confidence winning seven straight games. And I would not be shocked to see somehow Slam Diego pulling it off and getting that one seed and, uh, and kind of being able to avoid the Dodgers potentially until I, I guess, I, well, you know what, then again, I, I mean, I guess they'd have to play him in the second round. We're going to see a five-game series more than likely between the Dodgers and the Padres, a one versus four somehow. Some yeah, and they'd be in I mean, a series today. Like so, I mean, it's gonna, you're going to get some more clarification today. But, you know, that's you know they're both – Dilson Lamette's yeah, going to the mound today, off, so that's always a good thing. Kershaw. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll I, take Lamette and Kershaw. Not in the regular season. To be honest, now now on, on MLB.com they don't have it though. They don't have it on MLB that well, they have I saw that starting yet. So, I mean, they might not confirm it yet, uh, but I saw Kershaw penciled in on the on the DraftKings app when I was doing my little research earlier. But um, but you know that that's always there. Sometimes they're wrong. Oh, okay. You know that's okay. that's why I hate playing these double headers and all you know all these double headers and things. There's uncertain starters, but um, but if he goes, that's going to be a great pitching matchup. Uh, but you know you take you, I take regular season Kershaw over just about anybody. Um, Maybe not postseason at all, but yeah. True, true. I mean, Lamette, Lamette's been incredibly good, though, too. I mean, this season. So, I mean, there's obviously a chance there. I mean, you look at the way that the Potters have been playing, Spencer. I mean, I, I, I would really, really hope and would like, and I don't know how, I mean, MLB's playing so much with the format this year. Why not reseed after every round? Why not get it to where the, the Padres and the Dodgers, who have the two best records, Get an opportunity to play a seven-game series for, for in the NL in the NLCS instead of making them have to play each other in the second round in the NL. I guess it would be DS and only a five-game series. Um, when yeah, you know, I, mean, I guess the Cubs and the Braves are, are, are good teams, but I mean it's a clear and significant drop off between the top four teams and everybody else. Uh, right yeah, now. I mean that's. I, I don't even think that I would. I know the Cubs are up there record wise, but I don't even. We got. I don't even think I'd put them in that. I think the top I agree. three are the Braves, yep. Yep. Padres, and Dodgers, and then the Cubs are a little bit below that. Mm-hmm. Now, of that, let's just let's just play a little devil's advocate here, though. Out of that group, then, that's the next five teams, you know, where, let's say, you know, let's include the Cubs in that. Um, let's include the Cubs in those five teams. Do you think there's a team out of that group that's currently in the playoffs that, you know what, I don't want to play them, and I think they could be very scary – um, to, to get through, and especially that first that first weekend where if you lose twice, oh yeah, you know, two to one, like Nola Wheeler one two punch. That's 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 formidable. Nobody wants to yeah. have to go down yeah. against those two. That's a you could very easily go down two zero against yeah. that squad. Plus they they score runs. I mean they've got a really good offense. Hey, yeah. If you go down two zero, buddy, you you go home. Um, <clears throat> I, I think interestingly enough that they would be facing the Braves, and. The Braves and Phillies in a two versus seven wild card matchup would be great television on that opening weekend, and I think it would be a very very scary team for Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta's off, I don't think Atlanta's offense is scared of any very pitcher scary. though, just because they have that much confidence. But yeah, absolutely. You know, you yeah. go out there. We I like I like Wheeler oh, no. better than Nola. But, but, I go I like go Wheeler one, Nola two. Yeah, I mean, you go Wheeler, you go Wheeler, Max Freed. I mean, that's a great sure. pitching matchup. Yeah, I mean, you know, and the thing about it is, and you get in those types of games, anything could happen. The Phillies find a way to win a game versus Freed, and then they got it. They put all their 
the Braves had to put all their eggs in the in, in the Anderson basket in his first postseason start, pandemic or non-pandemic. That's going to be tough versus a guy like you know Wheeler or Nola going on the other end, who maybe doesn't have the postseason experience either. Wheeler might have a little bit with his time with the Mets. Um, I, I don't I don't believe if he does, it's it's not much. So I mean, at least it'd be on even footing there. But just the overall game experience, I mean, that would be a very interesting matchup. Um, I hope we see Cubs Cardinals in the in the in the uh, as well that opening weekend because I don't think the Cubs are going to move up and, and finish ahead of either the Braves or whoever right. wins the West between the Padres or Dodgers. And I think, like you said, we think the Cardinals are probably going to hold on as the two seed in the in the Central. I would love to see that matchup because I I truly do believe in that and that matchup there. I yeah, think taking the, the Cardinals. You take Flaherty. Well, I don't know. You Darvish cancels out Flaherty, but the problem is. Neither team is set rotation-wise after the one. Uh, who are the Cardinals going to run out to? That, that Kim guy he, who was an opener that they kind of started stretching into a starter? I mean, I don't know. They're both such shaky rotations. Who do you – I mean, who do you favor the rotation? I'd right. go well for them. And the way this season sets up has really helped him as well. Um, so I would go Wainwright as – and I would take him over – Oh, well, then again, I mean, you have Wainwright Hendricks. I mean, that would be a good matchup, too. Um, so, in the end, game three would be really entertaining, though, because then you have Kim or Hudson going versus uh, Alec Mills, Tyler Chatwood. Yeah, probably. Know, would, would be, probably. That would be – that would be a really entertaining series. Do you, do you give whoever gets the five seed, whoever that may be, whether it be in the East, if it, if it continues to be the Marlins – I don't give them much of a chance to beat the Padres, but do you give the Phillies a chance to beat the Padres in that four or five matchup? If the Phillies end up emerging, oh yeah, I, I give the Phillies a shot to beat anybody with that one-two punch. It's just, it, yeah. it's just after after Nola and Wheeler, it's just garbage. So, but the, you shorten the rotations in the playoffs, so you don't have to mess with the garbage. Uh, right. So really, in a short series, they have a chance against anybody. You know, Nola goes out, or Wheeler goes out in seven innings, one earned. You could, they can scrape up three, four runs. You know, and especially in a three-game series, even opposed to a five-game series. I mean, that yeah, that makes it even even more crazy in that in that in that respect. Um, I mean, the battle. You know, if I'm the Padres right now, I want to find a way to do. I, I want to win this week against the Dodgers. I want to put them on the notice. I want to be the one seed because I want to face that eight seed, whether it be the Giants, the Rockies, the Brewers, whoever that may be, and feel confident about that. And then have the Dodgers maybe have to face off against the Phillies. I mean, granted, I guess, you know, we're not giving – I mean, the, like you said, the Marlins are hanging on top of everything, right? Yeah. But do you still buy them as being a team that's going to find a way to win a game in the postseason? I don't believe so. I know Sixto Sanchez has been incredible. I know – that their offense has been, you know, done some good, good things. Right. I know they've – I mean, it's just – I mean, they have, they have a lot of professional hitters in, in that lineup and on that team. I just still don't see it, though, Spencer. I don't see the – I do not see the Marlins being able to win games in October. And, and maybe that's just because I, I haven't fully got on board with them. But, I mean, I just still don't see it. Right. It's definitely – and it, it's definitely driven by the lack of confidence in their rotation and their bullpen. Uh, I think, yeah, they can hit with just about anybody outside of the Braves and, and Padres and probably the Dodgers. They can hit with just about anybody. But, yeah, I don't, I don't have any confidence in their bullpen or their rotation. So, I, you're right. I'm there with you. I don't think they can, they can win a series. No, I mean, so 
if they find a way somehow to still be the five, I think that's incredible and really shakes things up in the postseason. Now, granted, the Marlins still have 16 games to play. The Phillies still have 15 games to play. So they have a few more opportunities to kind of sort themselves out. And, and like you said, they're probably going to play each other as well. I know they're playing each other today. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Although the Marlins have proven at least this much, they'll compete and they'll grind and they'll find a way to play with these other teams in the NL East right now. That's for sure at this, at this particular moment, I feel like. Yeah, sure. sure. And, they're, and, they're, and they're not scared. They're not scared of anybody. I mean, no. I, I, I'm a big fan. I mean, the other day, and I, you know, I have a few people that are uh, fans of baseball league. I mean, that are huge Braves fans. And they were coming after Jose Arena for hitting, hitting Acuna at the beginning of the game the other day. But I'll tell you what, it wasn't a bad pitch. It was a little up. It was a little bit on the elbow. But it sends a message that, hey, you know what? We don't give a damn if you're the Atlanta Braves. We don't care that everyone annoyed you as the AL – or excuse me, as the NL East champion before the season started. We're here, and we're going to play some hardball against you guys right, right here, right now. And, I mean, technically, the Marlins are still, what, only three and a half games behind the Braves? I mean, if things really broke correctly for them, they could still find a way to win the East, maybe? I, yeah, I don't, I don't consider that likely, but I mean, anything's possible at this point in a short season, but I, I don't think that's likely. But, uh, yeah. you know, back to your previous point, you know, the statement pitch, that doesn't always work out. We saw that with your boy Paddock early on in the season, you know, trying to hit punk Mookie Betts early on in the game. And, and all it did was fire the fire the, the Dodgers and, up and they hit five home runs off of him that game. So, you know, it, it doesn't. It's it's like one of those things, all little brother type thing. Oh, I'm I'm coming for you, but really, you know, I don't think it affects the team that's ahead. They're just out there trying to win games. I don't think you get in their head by doing that. I, I, you know, that's just me. I don't know. No, no. I mean, the only, the only thing it does is, and occasionally you might you might get a little irritation from the team that's at the top. But a lot of times though, too. I mean, I don't know if the I don't think the Dodgers really threw at the Padres any of the rest of that series. Right. I know that the, the Braves never really have seen to kind of take up the axe and grind against uh, Acuna, which maybe proves the point that especially – and I know in the past when Uranus hit Acuna, there's been a lot of people that said, okay, that was intentional. This time here, I wasn't necessarily sold on it. I think you just kind of lost the pitch in. you got to throw in on a guy like Acuna because if you're throwing over the plate, he is going to absolutely take you to pound town. So, um, you know, I, in, in that respect, I don't necessarily think it was something that was – over the top blatant. Spencer, I think one more thing, man, and then I think we should um, you know, we'll let everybody kind of take a breather and we'll come back with some football. But um, man, is any I mean, who is gonna get that eight seed? Who is the team in the NL that you say, okay, I think they're well, gonna so I get, think we're gonna get that eight we're seed. We're both, you know, kind of in agreement that the the team that doesn't get the two seed in the East, whether it be the Marlins or the Phillies, takes the seven, right? I yeah, I think so. I mean I don't want to sit here 100% and say that. I mean, because granted, they're not even that far up right. on the Giants who are in the eight okay. seed, but I think so. Uh, I, and now, granted, the Marlins the Marlins could – I mean, it's a possibility. The Marlins could literally fall off the face of the earth here the next 16 no, games, and would it, would it surprise you? 45 games of, you know, of, of positive play from them, greater, way greater than expectations, so you don't expect it at yeah. this point. Um, but so, so. Yeah, I mean, eight, eight, well – I mean, two, two games above 500. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, there's a possibility that they could go here in the next and go eight and 
go eight and nine or eight and eight down the stretch. And I guess then again, they're still going to be 31 right. and 29 and definitely so, probably so, so in the playoffs. We, we that so, yeah. the two, one of the final two playoff spots is going to go to the Marlins or Phillies, whoever doesn't get the two seed. So I think, and I know you're not as high on this team as I yeah. am, but I think the Giants end up in that eight seed. They just, they, I mean, I wanted, I, you know, Gabe Kapler was the scapegoat for that Phillies team last year, you know, blaming him and firing him all going to be so much better. Really, they're not that much better. Mm-hmm. They added Wheeler, so they have a much better rotation, but they're really not that much better. Um, and then he goes out to the Giants and turns that team around. There's, that's an awful – that's basically an awful rotation, but they find ways to win games because uh, they can hit and they play good defense. I, I'm still I'm still very confused on the Giants, Spencer. I mean, they – like you said, they, they do play some decent defense. They do seem to hit. But it, it's not like these guys are, have guys with track records or anything. They just seem to find they just seem to find ways to win games right now. And I don't know if that's a byproduct of the rest of the NL of the NL West being pretty trashy, with the Rockies and D backs being bad, and then the AL West being bad with the Rangers, the Mariners, and you know and don't forget the, the Diamondbacks. The Rangers. Um well, did I not see the Diamondbacks? I thought I thought I, I thought I threw them in there. But I mean, the Rockies and, and D-backs are bad in the in the NL, obviously with them. And then you've got the Rangers that are trash. You have, you know, the Angels are not very good, and then the Mariners are not good. So you have all right. and the Astros aren't good for that matter. So the Giants have probably won some games against the Astros too. So I mean, it's kind of it's just wild to me that the Giants are there. I still don't buy them. I know you probably do and are probably going to put them in as the eight. I would still take the Rockies over them. But I'm telling you what, Spencer, I think it starts today. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I think the Reds, man, that they just have too much on that ball club. Track record-wise, what they've even done this year-wise, to be 21 and, to be 21 and 26. I just have a weird feeling yeah, the Reds are going to make a push here in the last two it's weeks. Kind of the, it's slide in there to the eight. Exact opposite I really of do. the Marlins. You keep waiting for the Marlins to fall, but they have it, and you keep waiting for the Reds to rise, but they don't. Yep. I just think yep. that's who the Reds are. Always, always good to have Spencer talking talking some hard ball there and we you know we kind of touched on all the the playoff picture and kind of how things could evolve and the crazy thing is is it's going to evolve daily nightly you know with double headers being played on the on the regular after we recorded the Cardinals split a double header the Reds did win both though so they're now a game and a half back of the Cardinals for second place surprisingly enough um the Phillies got beat by the Marlins again so the Padres got a win over the Dodgers. They're a game and a half back. So much happens on a nightly basis when you're playing against the divisions. I mean, these games count for even, you know, double what they normally would. So it's going to continue to be crazy coming down the stretch. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, y'all take it easy until next time on the porch and uh, keep watching the baseball. It's going to be good as we continue to hunt down October. <laughs>